Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the border. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. Yeah, I got your six, we got your back. I got your six, we got your back. I got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers today, fantastic episode. We are joined by the CEO and founder, Abe Carmike himself from True Foods. The story of how it came about, the whole company is truly inspiring. And I can't wait for Abe and I to really dive into it today. Abe, thank you so much for being here. Tony, thank you for having me. It's just an honor. I feel really privileged to be here. So, you know, humbled. Thank you. Absolutely. So I'm sure people always say, how do you go from serving as a Seahawk pilot in the Navy to running and being the CEO of True Made Foods? And that all kind of started with one battle. Yeah, yeah. The battle on the dinner table. Uh, you know, actually, my nephew said one time, uh, he was like, you know, he found out they used to fly helicopters. He goes, Uncle Abe used to fly helicopters and now he sells ketchup? Like, what? Like, obviously, I took a step down in his eyes, even though he loves ketchup. You know, it wasn't a straight line. Um, obviously, I got out in uh, 2008. So I got out a while ago and actually ended up becoming an entrepreneur by accident because I got out into the financial crisis and, uh, you know, how to start my own companies and figure out my own way, do consulting work, things like that that brought in money immediately, grant work, that kind of stuff. And then started starting my own companies from there. And in 2015, uh, you know, things just aligned and I decided to start Made Foods. And the, the challenge that I was going after is that I just got into the food industry. We'd, we'd been living overseas and we moved back to, to the US in 2013, me and my family. Um, and uh, I got hired by a charity to help them launch social impact products. They wanted things from emerging markets, to the places I'd been living and working to um, create social impact products. And so the first thing I did was a coffee and that was just a great experience. And I got to learn all about what was happening in the food industry in 2013 and 2014. It was really exciting. You know, millennials were changing how people are eating. You know, the old brands were losing their clout. Everybody was looking for something healthier. And this was like right up my alley. It was everything I was like always wanted to see happen in American food. And so when my time with the charity kind of ran its course, I decided, hey, this is a great opportunity to start my own company now. And, you know, the ketchup thing was kind of became an accident starting a ketchup and barbecue sauce company. If you had asked me years ago, if I'd ever started a ketchup company, I told you you're crazy because I hate ketchup. It's actually the reason ketchup's red sugar. It's terrible for you. It's awful. It's red corn syrup, basically. And uh, it's the worst part of a hamburger, most unhealthy part of any type of food, any type of junk food that you're eating from the French fries, to the hot dog. People always like demonize French, you know, because of carbs french fries and the hamburger because people get on red meat, but really it's the ketchup that you're putting on it. That's 10 times worse. Right. And that's the education that we're trying to spread. 
the corn syrup that's getting on there, or even if it's no, no, no corn syrup ketchup, it's just a high sugar ketchup, much worse for you than the hamburger itself. And so I was trying to keep my kids from eating ketchup. And as a young parent, I had dreams of my kids not eating ketchup, um, you know, and eating mustard instead or hot sauce. And of course, the reality smacks you in the face pretty hard as a parent um, when you try to start arguing with your five-year-old over dinner. And so uh, I figured if I was going to lose this battle, I better win the war. And so uh, I decided to go out and create a better ketchup. We, uh, somebody gave me the idea of putting veggies in ketchup and, you know, it clicked with me because I always, I learned how to cook cooking pasta sauces with my mom. My mom's Sicilian and like we grew up making pasta, our own pasta sauces from a very early age. And my mom always said only lazy Italians use sugar. It's like we were supposed to use vegetables, you know, in Sicily, they didn't have sugar. They had carrots that you grew in your yard and that's how you make the pasta sauce. And I thought, you know, if carrots are sweet enough to cut the acidity of the tomato in a pasta sauce, maybe it'll work for ketchup too. And so we worked with carrots, we tried different squashes, things like this, yams. And then finally, we saw our first product just used carrots and butternut squash. And then now our new no sugar ketchup that's out everywhere is uh, uses apple, carrots and butternut squash, apple puree. They're all pureed, no juices, no powders. It's like the entire vegetable, you know, pureed and with the water and the fiber and everything cooked into the, the, the sauce. So all the nutrition that you would get from a regular apple or carrot or butternut squash or is in the ketchup. And that replaces the sugar completely and still makes it sweet, sweet enough. So kids still love it. And if you haven't tried it, Sixers, I mean, you're going to see it's out on shelves, right? Like you, you pass by it all the time, grab it. Absolutely delicious. But there's a lot that you implemented in that story talking about, you know, diving into the world of ketchup, taking lessons from your time in the Navy, right? Looking at joining up with other people. I mean, you got such an incredible team over there at True Made Foods. And then iteration, right? It's not just, oh, we, this wasn't as good. Oh, well, this is what it's going to be. You're constantly trying to get better. We're constantly working to try to get better. Yeah. Like our first ketchup product, it was a low sugar ketchup, which is still out there in some forms, but we're trying to pull it out and just focusing on the no sugar ketchup. So it was our first iteration was had two grams of sugar per serving. A typical ketchup is four grams. So we would say it was 50% less sugar. And we thought, you know, that was good enough to launch with. You know, we're, we're starting out. Nobody else had a no sugar ketchup at the time. It was, you know, it was a few years back. We thought, you know, getting out with a low sugar ketchup that was made with veggies is better than nothing. And so we did that first. And But we continually, I, I always continually work to try to get to that no sugar level because that's what we wanted to be at. Um, that was a goal. And, you know, we got there and I think that was a big change. In 2018, we launched the no sugar ketchup and that was a big change. Like sales really started to take off from there. Where do you think that ability to constantly shoot for that grand vision, that long-term planning, that sense of like practicality to achieve success comes from? It's got to be, you know, it has to be a time in the military from the, you know, I realized, I think in flight, flight school was a kick in the ass for me because I'd kind of like floated through life until there. And then all of a sudden you realize you can't just study for the test when you're in Navy flight school. You know, you got to actually know what you're talking about because <laughs> they're trying to teach you to know your stuff so that when you're falling out of the air upside down on the plane is on fire, you can you can still do the job. Right. So right. It's no studying for the test you know, the night before um, or like cramming. Yeah. And then also when you start you know, becoming an aircraft commander and you start running your own missions and things like this, you you realize you got to start being prepared for everything. And you realize everything is kind of a, everything, you know, is a toolbox. Right. And you just have these little toolboxes and you, but you don't know what's going to happen out there. You don't know how the mission is going to go, but you have all your little toolboxes and you're ready to put it together in different ways. And there's no right way, at least in, you know, my community in the aircraft in uh, lamps, like things could go 
all kinds of different ways. You can start out doing one mission and have to switch two or three different times to do two different things, right? And it's the same way when you're starting a business. Like, you know, be really good, learn your stuff really well, learn the basics really, really well, and be ready to then use that knowledge to pivot to different ways to be able to succeed. Because you know, your plan, you're going to start off with one plan and it's going to change the second you take off. Second you hit blue water, your plan's going to change. And so, you know, I think the being a pilot actually helped me a lot prepared to be an entrepreneur because, you know, you had to be kind of a a jack of all trades and a master of none to be able to constantly be um, adapting to different situations. And when you're the startup CEO, that's what you have to be too. You know, you can't be so much of an expert that you can't do anything. Like I've, you know, the things I've had to learn to be able to do it myself. Is there like something you kind of leveraged as True Made Foods has continued to grow that you've helped you both personally and professionally over the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think the thing that I've, that's helped me the most personally and professionally is finally, you know, kind of taking um, some advice that we learned in flight school for when you handle emergencies and just applying to that all, to all parts of my life. And that was like, when you're getting into an emergency situation, when you're flying uh, in flight school, they're always telling you aviate, navigate, communicate, you know, focus, you know, so like get the aircraft straight, figure out where you're going and then use your radios. Right. And so aviate, navigate, communicate just kind of drives me down. It makes me focus on, you know, what is the most important thing right now? Like, and, and cause you get so much noise at you, whether it's in your regular life or when you're trying to run a business, everybody's telling you what to do. Everybody's trying to tell you, you know, there's a million things you're supposed to be doing. Right everybody's trying to make you feel guilty for not doing certain things, et cetera. And at the end of the day, you just got to focus on keeping your aircraft straight, keeping yourself flying, keeping yourself in the air, keeping the business in the air. And then, you know, the other thing that I always say is the most important is like Navy aviators, like we get a flack from a lot of the rest of the people in the Navy, probably in the, the army probably gets this too, for, you know, appearing to be lazy or like not, you know, being much more laid back than the rest of the Navy. But the key is, I think what I discovered from my community is like, we just focus on the things that are going to kill us and everything else. We kind of like a, you know, a tool, a tool can kill you. Like a missing screwdriver can, can, you know, take down a helicopter easy. Right. So those types of things, like your tool program is incredibly important. And so I think in your life and in your business too, especially in your business, you got to figure out what are the things that will really kill you, you know, and really when you're, when your time and resource strapped, you focus on the things that are going to kill you or the things that will keep you in the air, right? So for the business, it's like sales and cash, right? Sales drives the business. Without sales, you're not flying. You're not staying in the air, right? And cash keeps you up too. And cash gives you that insurance. If you can build up some cash, use it through investment or just by keeping your overheads uh, thin, then you have that much more flexibility if something goes wrong, right? Um, so those are two really important things right there. like uh, and. You know, making sure that you're not getting distracted. When you start a business, this has probably happened to you a hundred times too. Like everybody's got advice for you about like, you know what you should do? This is how you should market. You should be selling to this. You should be on Shark Tank. Like you got to get out to here. You should be doing that. And is like every one of those things, maybe it's a good idea, but it's also either cost money or time to do something like that. And that money and time takes away from other things that could be actually driving the business better, right? And just like I said, like getting into a new channel is not easy. Getting into a new sales channel is not some, you don't just turn it on and like next thing you're doing it, you got to build your inventory. You got to find your, you know, your toeholds, who are your early adopters and making sure you're getting the price points. And like, are you at that price point? And there's so much investment in that to get there. And you, know, you can't just turn around and be like, okay, now I'm selling to these people. Like 
sometimes it does happen like accidentally you can have some amazing thing thing happen but like most of the time in most businesses it's really hard to figure out what to do and if you're going to make a whole new thing like if somebody came to me and said you know what you should do to market you should trimate foods you should create a podcast i'd be like yeah that would be a huge way there are a lot of great podcasts out there i don't need to be marketing a podcast <laughs> I need to be focusing on like making sure people find the catch up on the product and things like that and making sure that we're making a good product reliably on at a, at a decent cost and so on. You know, we focus on these things and then, you know, we can amplify with uh, other people making it easy. No, that's a fantastic point. I don't want people to lose what Abe just said is recognizing and separating the noise from the signal and being able to identify those signals does take time and a lot of effort. But that long-term, and Abe does a really great job of understanding this, the grand vision and going and working towards that. And sometimes you you recognize what you think is a signal and it, it's a failure. And I'm sure you could talk about a ton of failures, but there's also been failures that have set you up for great success. Yeah. Uh, one great example is like marketing, right? You're constantly being thrown and everybody thinks they're a marketer, right? Everybody has a marketing idea for you, right? And uh I swear to God, as soon as you hang your shingle up and you start becoming a business, people are pitching you advertising opportunities left and right coming in left, and they're going to you know, turn your business around. And when you say no, they're like, what? You don't want to grow? You don't want to be successful? And you got to realize like a lot of marketing is a waste of money and you really have to focus. And it's really it's the easiest way to waste your money is on insane marketing. You, know, you got to really know your target demographic, figure out where they are, figure out what converts them. You know, like for us, like branding does nothing for us. Like if our logo, True Made Foods, is plastered all over a billboard somewhere or something like, nobody knows what True Made Foods is. Nobody's care how. Like 0.01 percent of people will stop and Google to figure out, oh, what's True Made Foods? Like most people just totally ignore it. But for us, like it's as a small disruptive brand, it's about storytelling. Like we have to get our story out there. We have to find ways to market that people uh, gets in front of people, gets people trying the product, gets people, you know getting to experience it, understanding why it's important. So there's a whole story we have to tell every time. And so we have to find marketing ways, channels that do that for us, whether it's live events where we're face-to-face with people or, you know, in a ballpark where they're experiencing the product right there and seeing the branding and getting to read about it or doing podcasts and things like that. So that's all like important things for us. And so, yeah, I think be really careful when you're starting a business, not to get distracted by the shiny object stuff. And the promises of, you know, instant fame and overnight success, like it's very rare and it's very hard to, those are the like outliers when it does happen, like huge outliers. And sometimes that's not the real story too. And I think that goes exactly to your point of creating a compelling narrative and having a storytelling around a brand, right? Recognizing that, yes, it might be marketed as an overnight success, but the tail on that thing is so long, right? It's, It's 20 years in the making, but yeah, they were an overnight success. Yeah, in our industry, like they say, it takes 15 years to be an overnight success. Most of these brands you hear about that have like just exploded, like they all of a sudden, usually they've been around since like before 2010. You got to be careful reading the press, uh, the industry press about, you know, startups and things like this, because you can get, it can make you, it's like, I guess it's like, uh, you know, being body shamed on Instagram. Like, you know, like if you're just watching Instagram models, these businesses, they all look beautiful and perfect like everything was just worked out really well for them like overnight on when the the pr articles hit entrepreneur magazine but you know the truth behind it is usually not that they don't always tell the whole story 
you know, sometimes they might have had a, uh, you know, family help or, you know, an extra amount of money, uh, like a trust fund or, you know, certain connections that made the difference. Or, you know, they struggled for 15 years and that's not in the story. Absolutely. Right. And it's a vicious cycle, too, because once you get into that kind of algorithm loop, that's all you see. And then it just perpetuates. So you sometimes, like you said, you got to step back, recognize where you are, figure out where the signal actually is and push through that noise. This has been a fantastic conversation. Abe K. Mark, before you go, how are you better than yesterday? Every day, you got to be a little bit smarter about something, right? And that's the only way. Realize that you were an idiot the day before. Don't think you're so smart today, but that like you're an idiot today. Just hope that you're a little bit smarter the next day too. You know, I think that's the only thing you can do really is just try to be a little bit better about something today. I learned a tiny little thing about Photoshop today. What is that? Share it with us. Actually, my son showed it to me because he's learning Photoshop in high school, in his eighth grade class. And uh, I was struggling with trying to make images for our Amazon account. And he showed me how to capture and find the menu to identify the layer so that you can delete a certain part of the layer, which I was, I, I could not figure out to save my life. So, yeah. So just a little thing like that. So I don't have to bug my designer. Sometimes, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you got to learn how to do these little things to, you know, get through the day, you know, move through things faster. Abe Kmart, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for what you're doing for the condiment industry and my future hamburger with True Made Foods. Greatly appreciated. And of course, thank you for having our six. Thanks for creating this great platform. Doing a great job. Thank you. Sixers, thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share it with a friend, pass it along, tell them what you got out of it. If you're listening to us on Apple, make sure you give us a five-star review. Or if you don't like what we're doing, let us know. How can we get better? We're always here to adapt and evolve as this podcast continues to grow. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button and you'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers. But the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.